Hello, welcome to Abiding Life Studios. I'm Noah Wells. Today I have with me Shay Wells. Hello. And I have Steve Reinhardt and Tim Lester with us. Great to be with you all. <laughs> hey guys. Great to be with you guys. And we are going to just dive right into this conversation about divorce. So Steve got a little bit ago and wanted to talk about it. And I, of course, was a little terrified, I would say. I mean, I know a lot of people think I'm very open about my life, but I don't know, for some reason, this one got me really scared to talk about. And so I'm just going to say it right now. Yes, I have been divorced. I was married when I was 23. The marriage did not last long at all. And I'm a divorcee, if you will. <laughs> so Noah, can I ask, you know, before we actually talk about the divorce, like why, why do you think, what was the thought but riding along with the, the fear of saying that? I, I don't know. I, I, I guess for me it was another thing for someone to judge me about. Mm. And maybe people won't listen to me anymore. Um, maybe people think I don't belong in ministry. I don't know. There was a lot of stuff that was going on into my head and mm. yeah. So I was pretty, uh, you know, you get all those fears and then you're like, Oh, I shouldn't do this. Let's just do a different podcast. But what, what changed your mind, you know, that you'd be judged that heck, heck you don't know. Like I might be judging you or Tim or, uh, the rest of the the people that listen to this, we still might be judging you and um, looking down on you and um, thinking you might shouldn't you shouldn't be in ministry. Um, like what um, what changed your mind to? Well, there were probably two in? things. Shay and I were reading the Bible last night on because I knew I was going to do this podcast, so I wanted to kind of see what God and Jesus thought about divorce. And I kind of came across a scripture, of course, I'm terrible with quoting scripture, but it basically said, uh, if you're terrified of saying something, that's pride. So I said, well, all right, I'll take that. <laughs> I better not be that. So I'm going to dive right into it. And another thing is, is usually when I'm fearful, it's usually Satan talking to me and trying to talk me out of it. And so... I do enjoy just stepping right into fear. Not enjoy. I, let me rephrase <laughs> that. <laughs> I, I go into it, probably tiptoeing into it, but I do enjoy doing it at the end of it because it, bringing stuff into the light always does help me. So, yeah, that's, that's basically it. Yeah, well, no, it just for everybody that's listening just so they know and uh uh you know i tell you this all the time that just happens to have the luxury of being in the bible right <laughs> and in ephesians chapter five it talks about that very thing when uh when stuff's brought into light and exposed to the light of christ and truth it explodes the darkness so mm -hmm. you know and and that includes fear so uh you're dead on about that yeah and i was i was talking to betty before earlier today when I was telling her this is the podcast I'd be doing because I was actually kind of hoping she'd say, oh, no, don't do that. <laughs> I could use her as an excuse, but no, she said I should do it. But, you know, it is just, it is interesting to me. I was thinking about my, the woman I divorced before and how, what kind of made me in that direction of getting away from her was I would be honest with her and instead of giving me grace or acceptance, she actually used it against me of my struggles in my life. Mm -hmm. And so I was just telling mom about the difference between Shay and her was, you know, Shay has asked me some pretty deep questions about my past and absolutely terrified to tell her i remember one time i would just start pouring sweat because i was so i was so terrified of the rejection and then i actually thought oh great if i tell her the truth she's going to divorce me mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden i did tell her and she goes oh yeah i get that i was like well 
okay, she gives me love. She gave me the grace I needed to show me God's love through that. And she accepted me. And when that happened too, it made me realize how important it is to share things out loud and bring them into the light. Sure. I mean, it is very freeing. I mean, what you're saying, it's very freeing to say, be able to say something and have someone not use it against you. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm at <laughs> right at this moment. <laughs> what do you guys think? I like what you're saying. I think. Yeah, you're, you're dead on. And I love, uh, I love following your in your footsteps. Uh, although it is scary, mm-hmm. uh, I follow in your footsteps uh, because you, I think you are um, a leader in bringing things to the light. Yeah, uh, the, the our humanness and our weaknesses, and you know all the things we'd like to patch up and cover up, and and all your cracks. You know when we we have that. Uh, um, story about the pot, the cracked pot is like, oh my gosh, you know, I, I remember the first time I heard that, I was like, oh my, I don't want to be that cracked pot. I got, you know, I got somebody cracks. I'm trying to, I'm busy patching them, you know, like to grab a little mud and stick it on this crack and this crack. Yeah. And, and, but you, uh, like you said, um, you kind of step into it, maybe tiptoe, but you still step into the things, uh, into the light. Like mm-hmm. you said, into the things that are scary and fearful. So I, I'm, yep. I'm right there with you. And, um, and I, and so divorce is, I think, um, another one of those scary topics for us to dive into mm-hmm. because well, we, Tim is like an educated theologian, uh, but uh, Noah and I, I don't know about Shay, she probably is too, uh, but <laughs> Noah and I aren't, and we don't claim to be experts um, or, or Bible scholars. Uh, but, um, but I do think that in one way, and it'll sound maybe a little arrogant, uh, we're experts at walking with God humbly. Uh, I really believe that. I, I've, I've re- I have like tons of confidence to be able to walk humbly with God. And, um, and so I like what you're saying, Noah. And I think this is such an important topic. And so many of my friends and my relatives um, have and I'm going to say it different. I'm going to say they've experienced divorce. Mm. They've experienced divorce. I never have. So I'm kind of uh, don't have the experience or background to say too much about it. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm curious to learn from you guys and uh, walk with the Lord uh, with you and, um, and my many other friends. Cause actually most of my, most of the people I hang out with, have been divorced Mm -hmm. so 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 with so with that what's your guys take on divorce in our community and kind of the abiding life community Mm -hmm. and our our the the people we hang out with well i mean a couple of quick disclaimers is this uh anybody's listened to the podcast and especially in relationship to what our heart is with abiding life ministries international is one um people get off track about divorce and experiencing divorce like you were saying, Steve, because they're scared to death that if, if grace is applied to it in any way, that suddenly all of a sudden you're saying, Hey, listen, divorce is no big deal. Uh, you ask anybody that's been through it. It's hell on earth. Mm -hmm. It's, it's not a good thing. All that mamby pamby stuff that's on TV about, you know, you go over and have coffee with your ex and your new husband and, you know, and everybody plays nice. And it, yeah, that that is not reality. And so it is hell on earth. And we need to have that discussion. I appreciate that. But just because we're having this discussion and we might say somehow that God's grace even reaches into, God forbid, divorce. Um, uh, we're not saying it's a good thing or woohoo, let's go go get divorced or that it's not a big deal because it is. So that would probably be the first big disclaimer. So don't, don't cut out on us. If you hear us say something that God does something in the middle of divorce Mm -hmm. that shouldn't shock us, but we act like it does. Yeah. So that'd be my first thing is, is there's many conversations I have about this. Well, yeah. And it's not like I woke up one day when I was, 
married and just said, oh, I want to get a divorce now. Mm -hmm. There was a lot that led up to feeling like she wanted out a lot of arguing, a lot of dysfunction to push us towards that direction. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I like I really like what you guys are both saying. And, uh, and so we're not saying go get divorced. No, we're not, we're not saying divorce is good and fun. And, you know, it's like, it's the next best thing to uh, hot fudge Sunday. Uh, we're, yeah. we're not saying that at all. And, and I, and what kind of prompted um, this podcast was Noah and I were sitting and we were talking about uh, our relationships and the things like Tim had mentioned that lead up to a divorce. And we, and um, and I, and, and, uh, our relationships, um, and, and so, and, and so I was, uh, saying to you, you know, I, next time I get to do a wedding, uh, I'm going to do a wedding and it's going to, and it's going to be something like this. There's going to be part of the vows, you know, like repeat after me, uh, you know, like Shay, repeat, please repeat after me. It's, it's there, Noah, uh, at some point in my life, I'm going to hate your guts and think you are the worst person in the whole world. And, and I'm, and I'm going to say to myself, I can't be happy married to this guy. I'm finished. I'm completely a hundred percent done with you. Mm -hmm. And then I'd say the same thing to Noah. Noah, please repeat to me. Cause this is how, this is the reality. You're actually going to have those feelings. You're going to have those thoughts like, I am finished. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and I, and the reason I would want to tell someone that is to, so they wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. And so, so can, so like, can, with, can we just do like a show of hands here? Have, you, have any of you guys ever had those uh, feelings like I'm done? I'm, or those thoughts uh, with your current spouse? Uh, mm -hmm. like, yeah. Like maybe more than once. Uh, yeah. And so those are, um, what I would say are normal relationship problems. And so the, so when you hit that, and, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe you guys need to want to weigh in on this, but I would say when you hit that roadblock, when you hit that, um, bang your head against that person and they don't actually meet your spiritual need and you find out they got tons of flaws and they're actually sometimes they're kind of a jerk, mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> then you don't have to back away you could do what Noah does so well and, and just say how you're feeling and mm -hmm. jump tiptoe, maybe tiptoe closer and say, you know, this is how I'm feeling. I'm done. Mm -hmm. you know, I, and find out how the other person is and then go to the Lord. So that's what I'm thinking. And that's kind of uh, how we got on this topic is mm. that I think at all for all of us, or at least most of the people that I hang out with that, some point in a relationship um we want to get we want distance you know like what a distance mm -hmm. and and divorce is like the ultimate in distance yep yeah yep well steve let me ask you that first of all steve i took careful notes about those vows so i'm going to use that my next ceremony that i do <laughs> get paid up front <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i'll give you a, i'll give you an honorable mention in the wedding yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> but um uh yeah just side note i mean steve uh, what you're saying is so true as a matter of fact i was talking to a guy the other day and uh, funny enough they're going to get married but they were talking about well what if what if we decide we want a divorce and i said dude uh you know the bible assumes when it says love your wife as christ loved the church well the church was his enemy so that means to love her like christ loved the church you have to assume she's going to be your enemy Mm -hmm. And you're going to show up and give everything to her. He goes, so what are you saying? He mm -hmm. said, it's not optional. If you're going to say yes today, not optional down the road, because that's what you're signing up for. So that's why I like those vows so much. But uh, Steve, you were talking about earlier, if you, if you wouldn't mind, if you, a uh, uh, little story about uh, when you were riding some folks, I, 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 th I thought it uh, identified a, um, you know, sort of the attitude about divorce that many people have. Are you okay with sharing that? Yeah, but jog my man, jog my mind. Well, I, riding in the back of the jeep when you were out of the oh, country. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I had I had breakfast today with a, a buddy of mine who said, um, uh, you know, like I'm just like just to let you know, I'm totally I'm against divorce, and it's like okay, I'm glad you, glad you told me, and uh, I'd been visiting some friends and we were we were kind of talking about hard spots hitting the rough parts in relationships and um a couple of the guys asked me that i was with um that uh, you know so what do you think about divorce and i said well you know i think it's a temptation that you know we all run into that temptation and mm-hmm. i said but what do you think and uh he one the first guy goes well i'm not sure i'm kind of making up my mind uh, he wasn't married yet. Uh, his brother uh, said, um, you know, like, absolutely not. If you, if you get divorced, you go to hell. And then uh, their wow. dad, the dad was there with us and said, yeah, you know, like you, you know, it's a fact. It's like, it's an undeniable fact. Everybody knows this, Steve. Like, what are you, kind of moron? Yeah, if you get divorced, you go to hell. That's the truth. And... Uh, and so then, you uh, so I, I think that's a common belief. Uh, yes. Our, even though we're, we like grace and we like uh, to abide, we kind of have mixed goofy messages in our beliefs. Mm-hmm. And so one of them is you can, you can abide and you can be saved by grace unless you're divorced yeah. or <laughs> unless you commit suicide or unless you whatever you know whatever the thing is that i'm not doing you know yeah. uh, so anyway so yeah that- i think yeah i agree i was just going to say that i think part i my what i've heard people verbalize to me is they're afraid if they don't put that kind of restraint on it and even definition of what they see the scriptures teaching that they're somehow giving everybody like written permission to go divorce somebody mm-hmm. And, and it's, so it's out of fear. And so I'm just going to make this so hard and so fast that everybody will be scared into not getting their divorce. Yeah. 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 I think you're right. So we haven't heard from Shay. I'm curious, Shay, what do you think about that? Yeah. I wanted to see what Shay thought because she is the product of a divorce. True. Well, one of the things that I've been thinking about listening to you guys mm-hmm. talking is how divorce is such an accepted part of our society, but such a taboo topic in Christianity where then I feel like as a Christian, you have to be either hot or cold. You have to either go along with the norms of society and accept divorce, or you have to be, no, you're going to hell. That's not what God wants on that side. Instead of, a more what I'm going to call realistic thought on it, where quite honestly, you have two imperfect humans living a life together. And I think sometimes we have this thought going into marriage of like, this is going to be perfect and it's going to be great because dating was so fun and now we're married. And like, you can sit there and say, we're never getting a divorce. It's not happening. But really, you don't know. And I think that there's always this part of people that's always hot or cold. And I think that the biggest thing that we've learned in our marriage is even though divorce is not part of our vocabulary, we have been close. Mm -hmm. There have been times where we both questioned, is this going, is our marriage going down a path that we don't want it to go down But I think a lot of people then don't have the communication that we have. And then I feel like you feel alone as a Christian of if you go talk to your girlfriends, let's say, well, I'm sorry, I'm going to throw women under the bus for a moment. We sit around and hate our husbands. You go and you listen to women at the coffee shop and it's my husband did this and my husband did that. And all it's doing is solidifying what you have turning inside of you if you go out with your friends and you're already having turmoil at home and you need honest conversations but you go and meet your girlfriends who are all like oh my gosh 
this is awful, your husband is terrible, you really should divorce him. Well, you go home going, my girlfriend's just said that, right? But there's no like true communication, I guess, that I'm seeing. It's just, just come and I'll bash you and then you go home and then I'm supposed to make things right with a guy that my friends just told me they've hated for 10 years. You know, because it's such a societal thing right. to be normal. And I do want to, is it okay if I tell this story? Mm -hmm. I do want to tell just a story about how it, this happened to us so recent. And we both looked at each other and we said, how many couples divorce because of what we just went through? Because mm -hmm. there was one day that I woke up. We hadn't been fighting. There was no turmoil within our marriage. We... We're yeah. really fine. We were, you know, it's a pandemic, but we're fine. And I woke up and I instantly felt this heaviness that we should get divorced. It just hit me. And I was like, we need, he would be happier without me. I would be happier without him. We'll make it work with our kids. It'll be fine. And it kind of just turned within me for a half a day. And I was really struggling with this. And so I went to him. And I said, I've been feeling all day that we should get a divorce. And I don't know why, but I feel this heaviness that you would be happier without me. And he goes, well, funny thing is, is yesterday I thought the exact same thing. Like Satan had both had bugged us both 24 hours apart from mm -hmm. each other. And what would have happened if he bugged us on the same day? What choices would we have then made? because of something mm -hmm. or, or you don't question your thoughts like right when he bugged me that day i just said okay let's go into that mm -hmm. let me let me really think about divorcing shay and then i went down this whole thing of what path i would take do this i would do that and then i kept going and i finally got to the end of it and it was me hanging myself okay i don't want to divorce shay <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just told Satan, I'm good. Yeah. I want to live. So then I, I just put it out of my head and I didn't think anything of it to talk to her about it. But then the next morning she had it. And then we had a really nice talk when we got to talk about it. We got to, you know, and then realize how many other couples have this same thought don't go to each other or maybe even do go to each other. And yeah, it does sound like a great idea. Well, and don't question it because that morning, everything he did irritated me because mm -hmm. I had already had a thought of we were just going to get a divorce. There was no reason for I did think that. I was like, what am I going to tell people? I have no reason. It's just I woke up and wanted to divorce him one day. But then everything he did irritated me. So how many times do we then have that thought? And then we're looking for reasons. And then we see the reasons of why that's a good idea because mm -hmm. we search for it. Because if I'm searching for a reason to not like him, there's going to be day. And same with, I mean, clearly it goes with me too. If mm -hmm. he's looking for reasons to not like me or to divorce me, he'll find 500 in a day. Sure. Yeah, I, I, that's so true. We, we, uh, we don't have to look very far to get our beliefs uh, uh, confirmed, do we? No, no, not at all. When, especially when we're listening to the enemy. Uh, it was like, like you said, Shay, everything he did irritated you. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so we talked last, last week where we talked about listening to God. And I think that would be another um, key, key way to listen to God uh, or to know if I'm listening to God or to the enemy. I'm just kind of backtracking a little bit is uh, if, Every time I'm around somebody, everything they do irritates me. I'm probably not listening to the Lord in me, and I'm probably not seeing Christ in them. I'm probably listening to the accuser of the brothers, yep. the Christians. And so I really like what you're saying. I think there's so much truth in uh, uh, so many different ways we could go from there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so Noah, how, how was that for you, Noah? Yeah, I guess... You know, having, Shay say, having Shay say that, just I'm just thinking of, you know, if Barb said that to me, uh, what that would be like. Yeah, I guess when she first said it, I was terrified. Because then yeah. I was like, I really, I really hope you're not. 
still listening to that because I don't want to lose you. I don't want to be alone. And so I think when she first said it, I was absolutely terrified. And then I just, I just stayed quiet because I wanted to hear where she was coming from on it. And then once she more talked about it and talked about it, then I was like, okay, it makes more sense. But yeah, at first I was definitely a little nervous. Yep. That, it, that she might actually listen to that yeah. thought in her head and start really going with it because she's right. I do a lot of weird things. I am not, <laughs> I am not perfect. I, I obsess on weird things. I, <laughs> You know, like before we go to bed, I check the doors like eight times to make sure they're locked. You know, I do weird things like that. Of course, that's going to drive someone absolutely crazy. Definitely if they're looking for something to drive them crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize you checked the locks that many times. <laughs> no, <I do>. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that you mentioned that kind of ties back into what Tim said when we're promising or making vows uh, is like I can only, I can only commit for myself. Mm -hmm. So for example, and, and I don't know, actually I've, you know, I've, I'm really learning to listen what better with Barb, mm -hmm. but I don't actually know what's going on in her mind a lot of times and what she's thinking and what she's doing. And, um, and, and we were joking before the podcast is like, Hey, I'm, you know, like I'm not like uh, Noah, you know, I haven't been divorced. So I can kind of look down my nose yeah. at him, you know, uh -huh. and I, but then I qualified it by saying, at least it not yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. even though I may not ever want to have a divorce, I have Barb, I'm, Barb's out of my control. Actually, mm -hmm. Barb's a, she's an independent person. She will do what she wants. And so, you know, that's another, I think, perspective that we need to acknowledge is that, you know, you may not want to, your vows, you, you may not want to get divorced, but you, uh, the other person's, uh, you know, it's, it's in one sense of, is a free agent, you yeah. know, they're, we're one, that's for sure. We're our one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, th there's, um, I've, I've, so far I've never been able to control Barb, my kids or anybody else. Uh, yeah. So they are. Yeah, that's a, I agree with that, Steve. And if I can just tag on to that just real quickly, I, one of the, if I, I'm going to make a statement, if I never hear again, it'll be about 20 years too late. Uh, every time we sit down in a group, especially if I'm in a group of believers and the issue of divorce comes up, they, I'll have somebody say, and it's usually when they say it, everybody else goes, amen, amen. If they make this statement. Well, you know, it takes two to get a divorce. Mm. Well, uh, and then the South, when something's completely ludicrous, not smart, not wise, not right, or just plain stupid, we say that's a bunch of hooey. Mm. And, and so that's what this is. Uh, because there are many people that I run on as a matter uh, that I meet with that, there's usually one of them that is willing to move heaven and earth, quit mm -hmm. jobs, Absolutely. do whatever they got to do to make this work. And they've got a person that they're with that even if the person that doesn't want a divorce wants to try to make a right, even if they do have things that they do wrong, yeah. they're willing to do everything they got to do. But if the other person decided, look, I'm not doing this, I'm not working on it. I'm done with this. You can't make them, do anything mm -hmm. and so what happens is is the person that really doesn't want this divorce we just heap more and more guilt on them yeah mm -hmm. when we say things like well you know it takes two people to get a divorce R really mm -hmm. no it doesn't yeah well and to kind of piggyback off of that about the guilt and things that we put on people who get divorced my parents were married 22 years before they got divorced. And I grew up in a home of hearing, you're so lucky your parents are still divorced or your parents are still together. You're a, you're, you know, you're a part of a small statistic. You should be so proud that your parents are still together. My parents were leaders in the youth group. My parents were big in the church. We didn't start going to church until I was 13 when I accepted Christ and I brought my parents to church with me. 
When I was 17, my parents divorced. And it wasn't even necessarily the pain of my parents' divorce that was so painful. It was the church kicking us out. It was zero resources for my family. It was I was no longer welcome at the youth group that my parents were a part of that were such a huge resource for me. Mm. It was the guilt and the shame that people who were believers who were supposed to be pouring Jesus into me took not only my parents out of me, but also took Jesus with them, honestly. I walked away from God at that point in my life because divorce affects kids so much no matter what age they're at. I was 17. Everyone's like, oh, you were almost an adult. It still to this day affects me. Mm -hmm. I still have residual things with it. I still have things I work through. But I think we can do better as the church of Jesus, as the body of Christ, to not shame and guilt people who have a divorce and say things like, well, what did your spouse do? Whose fault was it? What's that look like? Who, you know, did somebody cheat, right? Like Mm -hmm. we try to put all of these things on divorce when I think we need to look at it as two imperfect people come together that have the freedom of choice. And you can't control, like what Steve was saying, you can't control what the other person chooses. And it doesn't matter if there was an affair or fell out of love or whatever the reason is it's the heart behind Jesus of backing them up and loving them and walking through that because I think that that was the most painful part of the divorce at least for me and for my parents I'm sure it wasn't the most painful part for my parents but I know that that was painful was the guilt and the shame and getting kicked out of church and those things that came along with this huge life event that was happening for them. Yeah, I think you're right on Jay. We've uh, oftentimes we've, uh, we've kind of dropped the ball as, as part of the body. And instead of, um, you know, we wouldn't do that if, um, well, maybe we would, I, I, I'm thinking out loud here, maybe I'm wrong, but, uh, uh, I I would say we wouldn't, I was going to say we wouldn't do that if, uh, you know, someone's spouse died or if they lost a child or, uh, but then I know people that have died in my, you know, my grandparents and I've known a guy that has had his child die and it's like, you know, maybe it's just, we don't, we don't love very good. Mm-hmm. We, yeah. we, we don't really care. Um, we don't allow Christ to love through us mm-hmm. very well as a community and um, because I'm thinking of those things and it's like, well, yeah, they, we weren't there for him when his son was killed. He went and I, and people weren't there for me when my granddad died. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I do have to say, uh, have been diagnosed with cancer. I was overwhelmed with love. So, you know, it's better to get cancer than divorced. <laughs> that's the body will be there for you. Which is sound, which is sick. Um, Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, and and Shay, here's the thing. If I can tag on to what you said, I, um, um, I, and I'm, I'm just want to make sure people hear everything you're saying. There's nobody on this podcast at this point who says we don't believe the Bible or we don't believe what the Bible teaches about divorce. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm not even going to go into it because if you don't know, go read the Bible. But yeah. don't don't read it with your presuppositions about what it means in application. So that's my first statement. The second statement is this: um, <clears throat> um, one of the ways we don't love well uh, is illustrated by something doesn't have anything to do with divorce. Jesus was a master at knowing to love people enough to say what they needed when they needed it, and he would tell one person one thing and it looks like they don't have that big a sin in their life at all. And he tell another one that has this gargantuan sin. And by comparison, it looks like they let them off easy. So example would be rich young ruler, done everything right from his birth, you know, master, I've done everything I'm supposed to do. What do I do? He says, go sell everything you got. And the guy went away sadly. And obviously there was something, we can speculate, but there was something going on with this guy and his money. But comparatively, he was the best church going guy on the planet. I realized it was a synagogue, but he was, he was super righteous. 
and Jesus filleted this guy. But, I mean, in terms of, you know, with, with his words, now I'm not saying he yelled at him, so maybe I shouldn't say filleted, but it comes to the woman at the well, mm -hmm. who's, uh, uh, or several women that were called in adultery, and he says, go and quit sinning. Mm -hmm. Okay, I, th that just doesn't equal up. It just in my mind of, you know, everybody, he did more, she did less, or she did worse. It, it doesn't fit, but Jesus knew exactly what they wanted to hear. And same thing with the Pharisees. You wanna talk about somebody he filleted, check out the book of Matthew chapter 23. He says, you guys are a bunch of low dogs, a bunch of snakes, a bunch of empty tomb, the whole words that he used there. And, but they were the most righteous guys on the planet. And so I take that in terms of when I deal with people for myself. And oh, by the way, we haven't said it. I don't know if anybody knows it. You guys certainly know it. Uh, over 25 years ago now, I went through a divorce myself. Mm -hmm. I'm now remarried to my wife, Karen, who works with me in the ministry. And so, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, uh, my point is that there are times, so if I have to now interact with other people who've gone through divorce, maybe I ought to take a cue from Jesus. And I got a feeling if I ask him first, because he's in me, he will cue me to deal with this the way. There are some times when I need to look at a guy, a gal, and and look at him and go, look, you you couldn't be more wrong. You are dead wrong about this. I love you. I'm going to be the last one standing with you. But what in the world are you thinking? Mm -hmm. And there are some people who are laying there bleeding on the floor from this thing. Yeah. They need to hear me say, listen, I don't care what happens. I don't care who says what to you. I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to care about you. And I want you to quit beating yourself up over the fact that this divorce is happening and let's get on with what Jesus is doing in you right now. Jesus loved people enough to tell them the right truth at the right time in the right way. Mm -hmm. But we've come up with one answer. God hates divorce, which the Bible does teach that. Mm -hmm. God hates divorce. And Steve has said earlier, the, the prevalent idea is, and you're going to hell. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and, uh, maybe there's some people that need to hear, dude, you need to be looking over your shoulder cause you're blowing off Jesus right and left. And by the way, he loves you. So he's coming for you because he wants you. Mm -hmm. He wants you and to more of a warning to them. And for others, they don't need to hear the warning. They're going, go and sin no more. Mm -hmm. you, you see what I'm saying, Shay? And, and so to your point, we need to ask some ways about, how do we love people in the middle of that and not apply the same answer and the same response to all of them? Cause it doesn't work. Well, and just like we've talked recently too is God's in everything, but I feel like Christians are only behind this fence of God's in everything. But I think a lot of times as believers, it's like, Oh no, God wouldn't be in a divorce. He doesn't have plans for that. But as believers, don't we have to see that God is in everything and he has gone before us and he has created our path. And sometimes we go through things that are painful and against what other people may think we need in our life. Mm. But God can use anything for good because he is in everything. Yep. I think sometimes we miss that point of like, God's in everything, mm -hmm. except for the sin that I most disapprove. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, so uh, I'm kind of following up on that, Shay, um, and, and what some of the things we've talked about. Um, how would you, uh, maybe we could like make a, make a few list of things that lead up to divorce, or at least lead up to that a point where we go like I'm done you know that's the that's the word that comes up <clears throat> in me is like done I'm you know like, can't take anymore uh, um, and you, um, you got any ideas anybody well you mentioned one Shay uh, so I'd like to put number one on the list is what Shay and Noel were talking about when they said when it becomes be it have enough awareness of that these thoughts are coming out of nowhere. They don't make sense mm -hmm. that I, that I'm open enough to say it out loud to each other. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and not as a, hey, look, I'm here to fight with you and convince you to get a divorce, but this is crazy. This is what's been going on in my head. Yeah. So that's number, there, you're right. Very few people do that. Mm -hmm. So that can definitely contribute. Yeah, so that would be like the, <clears throat> the flip side of that. The, the contribute would be as like, uh, I would have that thought and those feelings and then I would never tell Barb. Yeah. I would just yeah. mull that over in my mind and mull it over or, or like Shay, just so you know, Shay, guys never get together with their friends and bash their wives. Oh, I'm sure Even not. You're no. right. It's just women. That I know. Do that. Yeah. You guys just sit around and talk about how amazing your wives are. Oh my gosh. That's so true. It's so true. Except for when we don't. Uh, <clears throat> and so, and so that would be the thing that I would, I would throw out there is that, and we could phrase it either way. We could say, well, what are things that don't lead up to divorce or what, what do? And so not being open, not saying what those feelings and those thoughts are, it does lead up to divorce and doing what you guys did. Um, obviously, yeah, I mean, you're not divorced yet. Uh, so, so, the, so far today, and I like living the Christian life by the moment. And so mm -hmm. uh, you're not divorced. Uh, we don't know what'll happen tomorrow. Uh, but, but I think also I would put on there uh, either positively listening to the voice of the Lord, mm -hmm. what you did, and bringing it into the light mm -hmm. um, is those two things I'd put on that list. And then uh, the flip side of that would be is like, listen to the voice of the enemy right. and keep it covered up in the darkness. Mm -hmm. that, those, that those are all things that we could um, either use uh, to, um, they're going to, we're going to get to the end of that path. And like Noah said, yeah, you know, hang yourself or kill somebody or uh, mm -hmm. do some, something on one path or um, rub shoulders. But so Shay, you, you mentioned uh, that all things, that you can see God in everything. And so I'm going to just do my normal devil's advocate thing is like, Oh my gosh, you know, like Noah's, uh, you know, I'm not sure what Noah will look like at his worst moment to you, uh, but, um, but he, so, so say Noah's complaining about you all the time, well, and uh, how are you, like, maybe you could probably come up with a <clears throat> situation where it would be difficult to see God in that situation. Well, I think for me, I, because I have, a lot of pain and things. It's hard for me to see God in the situation while you're in the situation. So when you're in it, there's a lot of times you don't see God in it. It's, you know, it's painful and it's hard and it's awful. But then after you're like, Oh, there he was. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like There he was in that. And then we were talking about that recently was, you know, I, I was a single mom when I met Noah and I wasn't, I hadn't been married, so I haven't ever been divorced, but I did have a baby out of wedlock, which was very frowned upon when I did go to church seven months pregnant with no, um, somebody by my side. And, uh, you know, when I met him, I didn't see God in having a baby with a cocaine addict. I didn't see God in the abuse that I had endured, that I had experienced with my ex. I didn't see God. I had thought that God left me. Mm. Now I can look back and I can see how I left with 50 cents to my name. My bank account was negative $4,000 because he had stolen my identity. I had to go to court for bad check writing classes, even though he did it. And now I can go, man, God saved me. He helped me get a, an apartment, a job, enrolled in school within two weeks. You know, all these things that now don't make sense were at that time I didn't see him in it. So I think a lot of times I don't see God in it at the time. Even like when we're fighting in things or whatever, I'm not like, man, God's really going to do something with this. You know, and when I'm being a jerk, I'm not like, listen, put up with me being a jerk because God's in this, right? But it's always after the fact that you're like, okay, now, now I can see God in it. Mm -hmm. 
And I was going to add a point to your list too, if we can backtrack a point to your list of, of kind of reasons why, or however you were wording it. This is something that no one I talk about that maybe he can elaborate on is the 10% rule mm. of when well, why don't you explain it? You're doing good. <laughs> um, how there's so many times where he meets 90% of my, my checklist, right? Everybody has, you know, what they need and, and he fulfills most of my needs. Oh, but, but the guy at the grocery store, you know, he, whatever. I mean, I don't have a reason, more funnier, but right. Like, you know, I met, I met this guy at work and he makes me laugh. Not my husband doesn't make me laugh. Like the guy at work makes me laugh and I, I work with my husband. So this is all hypothetical, but you know, it's like you, you see this 10% in other people that you don't have in your spouse. So then people start gravitating to that person with 10%, which then causes a separation in your marriage, which then can lead to divorce or separation or an emotional divorce, which is a whole topic for another podcast. Mm-hmm. But you go for this 10% and guess what? Most of the couples that we have talked to that have divorced because of that 10% person go, oh, that 10% was really more like 2%. And the 98% of that person was way worse than the 90% of my spouse. But we're so focused on that small bit. So I think one of the things that can cause a divorce or a separation is focusing on that small bit that you feel like your mate is missing. Yeah, and I think a lot of people, too, you grab that 10% person and you try to make them be 100%. Yeah. But they were never meant to be 100%. They were only ever 10%. So I I feel bad for couples that do that because then they realize a huge mistake they made because they found someone who's got that 10% and they just left everything for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you realize that's all they are. They are 10%. Mm -hmm. Now you're missing your 90%, you know? So it is sad when, when you get trapped into that. Well, another thing I'd put on the list, Steve, is, um, and we talk about this all the time, but when you assume that a person's doing or saying whatever they're saying Mm -hmm. for a particular reason, and it has nothing to do with why they're doing it. Yeah. And so quick story, I was arranging for some trips with Noah. Um, as a matter of fact, Kara, this would have been about two years ago, three years ago. And I worked hard on it, hard on it, back and forth at the office. we kind of work out what the trips were going to look like. It was back when everybody was traveling. And I'd worked on it, worked on it, worked on it, worked on it for my schedule here. And I called through in the schedule, told Karen, I'm so happy it's done. We were getting ready to go do a marriage seminar. She discovered a glitch in it where I had double scheduled an abiding life trip and a thing I was doing here in the local area. So being the good wife she is, she didn't want me to have to deal with it because we were getting ready to go do a marriage seminar around here. Literally, we were leaving that morning. I go up to the church, I get all my stuff, pack up my projector. I come out and she says, hey, listen, I want you to know I called the office and told them you couldn't do that day. I completely lost it. Slammed the door and we went to the seminar and we were totally silent for the 45 minutes that we had to drive there. I'm stewing like crazy. Now, the bottom line is, is Karen finally asked Jesus and she listened to Jesus and I didn't and I repented. But what went wrong was I thought she did that and it was disrespectful and she was trying to control me. That's what I believed in my mind Mm -hmm. is this woman is trying to control me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you know why she did it when I finally got around to asking her is because she knew I had a lot on my plate and she just wanted to ease up everything that I had to do. And she knew that was something she could do simply and it wouldn't be any big deal. So, that when that happens again and again and you make that assumption and you never even take the time to clarify i mean i was mad for almost four hours yeah while i'm getting ready to do a marriage seminar 
Yeah. Well, what happens, people just repeat that over and over again. Now, the hypocrisy of who I am obviously came out the, at that moment. Mm. But the reason marriages fall apart is because people keep doing that again and again and again and again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And in that four hours you were stewing, what kind of, what kind of voices were you hearing in that? Oh, that, uh, honestly, you want the truth? Mm -hmm. I didn't put in for this. Yeah, uh, exactly. I, I deserve to be treated better mm -hmm. than this. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm a really smart guy. I mean, I'm doing a marriage. Honestly, this is what I'm doing. I'm leading a marriage seminar. Mm -hmm. Who is she to be telling me how to get rid of my strip? Blah, 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 mm -hmm. blah, blah. Yeah. And, and listen, I'm going to I'm going to lay my foot down because, you know, and it just goes from there. Well, just so you and, know, I've heard the exact same stuff, so. <laughs> I think that that's why it needs to be talked about because we all hear bad things about our mm -hmm. spouses and yeah. I think that we just feel like we're the only ones and then we feel right. awful and we're going to be led to divorce because all of this stuff and that's why I feel like marriage needs to be not a taboo subject to talk about whether you're happy or you're getting a divorce or you're going through turmoil it's like oh if you're going through turmoil just go get counseling there's nothing wrong with counseling I love counseling but it's like we need to be able to say hey yeah us too oh yeah we've been through that too but mm -hmm. instead we feel guilt and shame behind it if i can't believe i thought that about my spouse especially especially being in ministry there's a lot of pressure of i can't go to somebody and say man whoo we had a close call last week we almost divorced because then people are going to go what, yeah, what you but you're about? in ministry <laughs> you can't you can't be you can't have thoughts can't have like thoughts, that yeah. you can't have those struggles mm -hmm. and that's why i love doing these podcasts because we can be real and honest and raw as difficult as it sometimes is mm -hmm. but the whole sole purpose of this podcast is one to point you to Jesus mm -hmm. and two to let you know that you're not alone. Like you're not, you're normal. You're not special. You're normal. Like we all have thoughts about our spouses, our kids are, you know, it's just, that is life. And I think that that's why podcasts like this are so important to let people know that, Hey, I've had those same thoughts too. <laughs> Ben. Yeah, and if I can do a mini commercial, because yeah. I'm going to, is and it's not for counseling. The difference between what you just said, Shay, and I really appreciate what you just said, and I appreciate what the purpose of the podcast is. The reason that's important is in the world, this is what we say. And I've got a lot of friends who are not a part of the body of Christ. They would make some of the statements you made and just say, you know, we're all imperfect and so on and so forth. And they just say, yeah, that's it. So go ahead, do what you want to do, be happy. Yeah. Nobody says, no, dude, there's a way out of this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, there is a way out of this. And, mm -hmm. and there's this guy named Jesus who has something so much better for you, transformational for you and for your maid. And, you know, you, you don't have to, you don't have to drown in this. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks for saying what you said. Of course. Yeah, and I think that's, uh, in, in terms of that, we're kind of running out of time. Uh, but, uh, I, I, you know, our last podcast, I brought up the, uh, the Beatitudes again. And, and honestly, I think for me, the, some of the best ways that I've actually experienced uh, the Beatitudes is being married uh, and raising kids and having friends. And, you know, and so in one of those, I, I remember telling uh, someone one time, uh, you know, uh, you know, she, uh, he was riding with me. So it was obvious that Barb was really feeling a lot of hatred toward me, uh, and uh, and and he called her and he goes, "Well, it's, you know, you're you're you're, you're acting like Steve's the devil." And he, he goes, "Well, it's obvious he is, you know, <laughs> like, he's like the devil incarnate." And you know, sometimes <laughs> it's true I am, uh, and uh, so she, uh, so she. Um, but I, but I recognized, uh, like Shay said, I saw God in it afterwards is like, how mm -hmm. are you going to learn to, he said, blessed when people hate you. Mm -hmm. he, he didn't say you're blessed when your wife really loves you a lot. Mm -hmm. And she she meets the hundred percent. Yeah. He said, blessed are you when, 
basically she's meeting zero percent of your need and you turn to me and, and you focus and i'm your focus and i'm your life and you come to me for everything that you were initially you kind of faked out to that you were going to get from her love and acceptance and freedom and uh and that you can t say anything to him and so i think that's uh, barb has been my best teacher in so many ways and in walking and focusing on christ um and so to to kind of jump on the uh, the bandwagon with what you just said tim um, I, one of the times I was standing, and I don't know about you guys, but I was standing in a Home Depot line returning something, and it's like, well, I'm I'm standing there in line, waiting, waiting, and 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 all of a sudden, the thought is, it comes to me. This just a couple of years ago. It's like, I am not happily married. Mm -hmm. I am not happily married. Mm -hmm. I really am struggling with. Uh, I'm being married to Barb, and uh, my yeah. marriage. And so I came home and I, and, uh, I said, you know, I had this really weird experience standing in the Home Depot line, return line. And she goes, what? And I said, uh, you know, I'm just not happily married. Mm -hmm. And uh, she goes, wow, funny you say that. I'm not either. Huh. And as well, so I was like, well, well, so now what? And yeah. we can talk about it. And so, you know, that was a beginning of a really nice shift in our marriage. And, and I think marriages are like heartbeats to me. Mm -hmm. they, they go up and down, up and down, up and down. Uh, and, uh, but the idea that, um, that we've all been talking about <laughs> to bring things into the light and Jesus is the light uh, and to be able to see him uh, in everything and whether we're happily married or, in the midst of a uh, huge conflict or have been divorced or, you know, have our kids go do nutty things. Um, to be able to, uh, like Shay said, to be able to see God in everything and to be, and we, and we might struggle <clears throat> in the midst of it to have that happen, but to be able to, um, I think part of my, the thing that causes me the most misery is I'm in the middle of it and I'm miserable because I don't see him in it. And then soon as, yeah. as soon as the scales pop off and it goes like, oh, like that, I could go, yeah, oh my gosh, I've been unhappily married for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and it's like the scales pop off and it's like, wow, right. God's in that. God's in that. And uh, so anyway, so uh, thanks for letting me ramble on. I no. Just, no, that's an important story to say because I think it just shows how many people really do have that thought. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's a reality. And, and uh, do we have about uh, 90 seconds for me to confess something, Steve? Sure. Sure. Well, I want to be clear for anybody that's listening. Obviously, I said I was divorced before, uh, married before and divorced. Um, don't you dare go jumping to conclusions about my former mate. Oh, if you catch me on my worst day, I'll be more. Uh, well, I wouldn't, but I would be capable of filling your head full of all the reasons I think I'm Mm -hmm. amazing and she was not mm -hmm. but to the point of god's in it that like you guys were sharing before um some of you know me for a long time a lot of you not but the truth is is there was a one of the things that god did throughout the entirety of my marriage and finally when i was unable to keep my marriage together because i did not want a divorce uh, was god dealt a significant blow to my pride because mm -hmm. in my mind i am the great tim lester i can salvage anything i can talk myself out of anything and no matter what i can fix that hummer i don't fail mm -hmm. well guess what my marriage failed yeah mm -hmm. and there was i'm not glad for that and i want everybody to hear that it was devastating to me for everyone that was involved in that process my career path all that but you know what there was a great gift that was given to me and it was a death blow to my pride now i'm not saying i'm incapable of pride right now but i'm just telling you there was a significant blow that came and it taught me that i can't fix everything and that literally the most basic principle we teach all the time that apart from christ i'm incapable of even the simplest 
of kindnesses mm -hmm. to people, including my former mate. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, while I hated that I got divorced and I didn't want the divorce, there's another conversation I can have about my divorce is in the hand of Almighty God, even that was transformative in my life. Mm -hmm. And you, you can't spend enough money or pay anybody or go to enough classes to get that. Yeah. I am the man I am today because of what God did in spite of my divorce and with it. Yeah. And I'm grateful. Yeah. yeah. And I think it just shows us yet again, how much he's in everything, mm -hmm. how much yep. he's in relationship with each and every one of us and how it looks different, but it's the same. It's just really cool how he does things with us. Yeah. Thanks for saying that, Jim. That was beautiful. And, uh, yeah. and, uh, I, just, the just, uh, humility, um, that you expressed was remarkable. Mm -hmm. If you guys knew, and I can't, <laughs> it's so free to be free of arrogance. Mm. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. not that I never get prideful again, but to not want to be arrogant mm -hmm. is, is freedom for me. Um, I literally could die a happy man. Mm -hmm. And God did that, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Amen. Sorry. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want to say thank you guys so much for sharing that, sharing your hearts, sharing scary things and bringing things to the light. I just want to say thank you. I do want to end it on, you know, I was searching the Bible last night, Shay and I, on you know, trying to find what God and Jesus said about divorce. And I was not able to find anywhere where it said, one, I was going to hell if I divorced. Uh, it never said once that it was an unforgivable sin. Unless maybe I got the wrong Bible. I mean, Shay, Shay let me borrow her study Bible, so maybe I have the wrong Bible. But the one I have has not said that. And to me, that just shows yet again how, how much grace God gives us, how much love he gives us. And just like your guys' story, just how much he walks with us and everything. Even when we're in divorce, even when we make a mistake, he's in it and he teaches us something so huge out of it. Yeah. Something that brings you guys to tears. Yeah. You know, and that, that's... You can't, you can't go to college for that stuff. Right. You can't go and read a book. That is stuff that only Jesus, God, can teach you. And that kind of stuff sticks with you the, your whole life. Yep. That is Amen. what is so sweet. Yep. And I, I would just like to add on there that the, uh, there's a huge cost yeah. for that intimacy. Yeah. Uh, and Christ paid it all and yeah. we, we get to enter into it. Uh, yeah. But it's not what Tim went through. Uh, I, I knew him then. Uh, it was a huge um, cost, mm -hmm. but it's cool that uh, he, that you said, um, you know, I don't think he would re regret it. Uh, right. Yeah. Drink. Yeah, you learned so much out of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, man, thank you guys for sharing all this. I mean, I appreciate your heart and just I if I if for people that are listening, that I in the South, when we think you're gonna jump to conclusions, we say I double dog dare you to do this or this or think about something or do it differently. So if you're sitting there thinking these guys are lunatics. <laughs> and, and they've completely thrown out the Bible. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. And they're just talking about what they feel and, and all that. Um, uh, I double dog dare you to ask long, hard questions. I double dog dare you to go back to the Bible again and read what it actually says about all this. Mm -hmm. And then if you're still mad at anybody that's on here or you got questions, why don't you do what Noah and Shay have been saying the whole time? They've been saying about marriage, 
How about bringing it into the light? Mm-hmm. Um, not to have a debate, yeah. but, but to hold this whole thing up into the light and rather than disconnecting from each other mm-hmm. to actually come together because yeah. amazing things happen. Yeah. yeah. Good point. So with that, um, I'd, I'd invite you to give all your feedback to Noah. <laughs> Amen. The, the negative feedback, the positive feedback. But actually, Tim, what you've just brought up is uh, so important in, uh, in terms of our, the podcast and our Thursday night abiding discussions or uh, conversations. Uh, the feedback and the questions that people send in to Noah become topics for podcasts. So maybe... Yeah. You know, maybe it's not about divorce, but maybe it's about a relationship or, you know, anything <clears throat> walking with the Lord. Um, it would be great to have uh, our listeners' feedback and those questions that you just mentioned, uh, mm-hmm. uh, or their or complaints. You know, the, you know, because we're we're not saying we got it right, uh, but we are saying mm, we know how to walk with God in the middle of a lot of um, difficult uh, yeah. and scary and messy situations yeah, that, that are in the world. And, and we have that in the world right now. So it's, you know, it's a great time. Uh, if there ever was a good time to be a believer, it's like right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yep. So you can email me at noahwells7 at gmail.com and it goes right to my phone. So I'll get it right away. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> I'm going to be on vacation for three weeks now. (laughs) That sounds about right. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you guys so much. Thanks, guys. Thank you for your hearts. Thank you for the listeners. We'll do another one soon. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks.